You're actually charging tips now? Sarah's now tip. Yeah. So I know. That, that's Sarah. I don't know if you can hear. That's Sarah, our producer, who's saying that she's charging tips now. She's put in a, a digital kiosk where every time right. she has to press a button, we have to walk over and press the 15. The choices are 15, 35, and 45% tips. Right. And, you know, it's, it's I mean, she thought it was would work to make that digital kiosk look like a giant thong. Mm. But yeah, don't, I'm, don't. Not, I'm not going to. I will say, she. luckily, she's not good at math, so she doesn't realize 45% of zero is still zero. <laughs> so that's luckily. It is? Yeah. Crap. <laughs> Our plan didn't work, Sarah. <laughs> uh, okay, so the uh, podcast today pulls some really great stuff. We talked to uh, one, of the, one of the commanders of Space Force um, about what's happening with the balloons, what's happening with China, uh, with Russia, and aliens. His, his answer on aliens is really quite interesting. Um, Also, this miraculous thing that is happening in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, they have they had a a service at this college. A couple of dozen people kind of were at this couple people didn't leave after the prayer call and it hasn't stopped. That service started on February 8th. It has been going 24 hours a day now for a couple of weeks. What? is happening in Kentucky. I think it's a miracle. Wait until you hear the people that were there. Uh, All that and so much more on today's podcast. Brought to you by Jace Medical, the American Society of Healthcare Pharmacists, the group that tracks the production of medications around the world, has declared a worldwide shortage of antibiotics. Oh, so it's nothing big. They say specifically amoxicillin. Ever had that before? No, not a... No. Kind of a critical critical drug to combat all kinds of things. Well, Jace Medical has been thinking about this, and they've put together the Jace case. And it is a great way to keep yourself prepared for the very worst. And that could be, I mean, the very worst is, you know, societal breakdown and zombies. And if I only had some antibiotics, I could stop the zombie assault. Uh, but also just, you know, things you're going on vacation or you're going up into the woods. And somebody always gets an ear infection or something. You'll have the antibiotics. Um, there, Darla, she brought, she bought one of the Jace cases for her travels, and she said, my child developed an infection while we were on vacation. Luckily, we always travel with the Jace case. Started her on antibiotics. The infection cleared up. Her doctor told us later that it was likely that the antibiotics from the Jace case saved her life. Don't get caught unprepared. Jace Medical, J-A-S-E medical.com. JaceMedical.com. Make sure you use the offer code BECK10 and save. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. From really a miraculous <laughs> uh, few days, last week, Pat Gray mm-hmm. uh, fell ill. And we found that, what was it, Thursday did you go in? Thursday? I went in Tuesday. Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went in Tuesday night, and Wednesday morning, we hear at 1 o'clock in the morning, Pat's in full kidney failure, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look good. And we're like, uh, all right, that doesn't sound good. And there was no good news. Um, and then mm. we couldn't talk to him for, like, you know, 
a day or so. He's like, oh, my kidneys have shut down. Uh, and so, <laughs> That's so exactly what I was yeah, uh, so wanting about. Now, yeah, yeah. Pat, <laughs> I apologize <laughs> to you when uh-huh. was it Saturday when I saw you. I apologize yeah. because I broke a promise yeah. with you. We made a promise, what, 1990? 1990. That if it, either of us were dead or dying, uh, the other would exploit it for ratings purposes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or and for wealth. We've had that. Okay. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like, the Which, day I die, the listen to me, listen to me. Wealth, I want so. everyone in this audience to know, mm-hmm. if I'm hit by a bus, I die of a heart attack, George Soros finally gets me, whatever it is, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. If Stu is not on the air, and Pat, if he's alive, but I got an update on that. If he's alive. <laughs> you have an update on him being alive, yes, even though I do. he's sitting right here? Yes, I huh. do. I, I'm All a right. doctor, man. Mm, that's true. Uh, and they are not exploiting my death. And they're not going to have tears being shed. But if they're not finding people who are crying and putting them on the air the very next day. Even if it's about other things. They are know. not good human beings. Okay? Right. I, look, this is something. Thing I think we all understand. We all understand. Yeah, you've that. known that for a long time. We have. I've known this for long a long time. time. This mm-hmm. is, now, you guys started this long before I was uh, part, know, of, part of the team here. Yeah. Yes. But uh, I've heard about it multiple times. Yes. It's very, and we're I, dead serious. Are you not dead yes. serious? Yeah. So it's a I central came in. part of the foundation of the show. <laughs> it is. Exploit <laughs> other members' deaths. Yes. Okay. Yes. It's the way we deal with things. Yes. So, mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. so uh, I came in on Thursday morning. Was it Thursday morning? No, uh, Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. And Pat's in full kidney failure. And mm-hmm. he could die. That's that's the news we have. Mm-hmm. Okay, may not be coming back. And I said, Stu, I got a problem <laughs> because we have to a do the right thing here mm-hmm. is the wrong thing. I should go on the air today, talk about how he's at death's door. Mm-hmm. And talk about his cookie company, <laughs> Kexi Cookies. Yes. And say, it this definitely was yeah. not the cookies. And I will tell you this, <laughs> Jackie, mm-hmm. Pat was such a, even if this isn't true, such mm-hmm. a horrible investor. Mm-hmm. He's got nothing. Jackie and the kids, even though they're already out of the house, are going to be out of the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Please mm-hmm. go to. What is it? Kexi.com. Kexi.com. <laughs> uh, help him through this impossible help him through. situation. Okay. And the family. And so, through this. Right. so we had a serious right. discussion, Pat. <laughs> yeah. And Sarah and mm-hmm. Stu, uh-huh. I said, what do you, because th- I was really torn. I mm-hmm. didn't, you know, I didn't remember if Jackie was fully aware of our <laughs> deal I, yeah i um, i think we should make our spouses aware of it yeah, definitely <laughs> definitely yeah. Yeah. so uh so mm-hmm. so Stu says and sarah both say might be too soon okay and i said oh you think <laughs> uh and they're like no you know i mean it might be well, too soon there was a thought of like Maybe he actually is dying, but like, that's because, the and, deal. And, and this is part of mm-hmm. the uh, this is part of the charm of knowing Pat Gray. If you need to get in touch with him and get information, you, you can't. You can't. That's <laughs> right. not something yeah. that can occur. Yeah. Just same with Glenn. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, that's Glenn. the same. Glenn. You got to call Glenn's wife, and if if his wife is not near <laughs> him, you still can't get him. But I want way less information about yeah. Glenn's private life. Okay. Like I would love <laughs> to know yeah. much yeah. less, right. okay. and All I right. know too much. Right, right. All right. Pat, on the other hand, that infection is all. But I know. Yeah, congratulations yeah, about that. Uh, Pat, on the other hand, I, you know, I, I'm like texting Keith. 
You know, I'm just yeah. like, hey, is Pat alive? Like, I, <laughs> I was like, and yeah. we didn't know at that point. And so there was never a, a moment in which, and you mm-hmm. should know this, Pat, as your, as your friend, mm-hmm. I never at any time suggested we should not exploit this <laughs> to get <laughs> you money oh, through okay, Texas Cookies. There was never a moment in which <laughs> okay. I suggested that, but nor did Sarah. planted no, Sarah's much- the seed of doubt. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh. He was like, I don't know, Glenn, you might be viewed as a horrible human being (laughs) by his wife. (laughs) I mean, I did mention, and to be fair, I was concerned about mocking your condition. Yeah. Okay. okay. I wasn't going to mock it. Because I thought you were going to die. Well, no, you you definitely Mm. said you were going to. And uh, (laughs) No, I said I was going to exploit it. No, exploitation I'm totally fine with. (laughs) My concern was... Was mocking? Actually mocking your potential actual death. How was I going to mock it? Well, you. it was more of the uh, mocking his, his situation than exploiting it for... Like, I'm fine with you joking about... Hey, we need to make sure we get, uh, you know, you need to go to Kexi.com. I was going to say, I believe he (laughs) will be dead soon. Next (laughs) couple of, maybe during this show. Yeah, I think that might have been. Maybe during the show. And you never know, this could be your last chance to get a cookie while I am still alive. Right. But like Jackie's the one. So go to They're Jackie's recipes. Kexi.com will log out. Do not listen to that liar. Now listen. I'm the one in the kitchen all the time. Really? The you, yeah. I've never you seen have, you. I, I always have an apron on. Oh, so, here's what, yeah. so here's what happened. You go to the hospital. Uh-huh. You have a kidney stone. Yeah. Your kidneys are in total shutdown failure. Yeah. Right? I had acute kidney injury that brought on the failure. And then, oh you, also, then you also have your blood sugar at 700. Which I had no idea yeah. about. You've been diabetic now for... Who knows? I don't know. Okay, but they say it probably it's, a couple it, of months. They said maybe? at least three months. Right, and they and did they not say you should be dead? Yeah. And did the doctor <laughs> not sit down with you and Jackie when he came? He ran a test. In the emergency room, he came in and said, sat down. You are a very, very sick man. I'm like, well, I know I got a kidney stone. That <laughs> really hurts. Right. He's like, no, it's way beyond that. Like, oh, uh, okay, so that's when I went to the uh, intensive care unit, and and so first of all, in all seriousness, what's the outlook here? Is everything looking okay? It's fine. Uh, yeah. He great. refuses to answer that question because it's very sensitive. Thank you, Pat. There's hip laws, Stu. Okay, yeah. may it's I, legal to ask may me that. May I be a little more friendly and ask: you Is your kidney function back up? It is. Could yes. this kidney function? Mm-hmm unbeknownst to you mm-hmm. suddenly plummet and stop working at any at, moment at any time i want you to go to kexi cookies <laughs> right now and order some cookies Where these you? are the best cookies kexi kexi.com k-e-k-s-i whatever it's a stupid name i was against this before the kidney failure uh but Kexi.com. Get those Eat cookies. the cookies because I can't anymore. Wait, you can't? No. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh, no. You can't eat cookies anymore? No. He can't have... He's, he's, a, he's a diabetic now. Ice cream. None of that ice stuff. Ice cream. You can't... Pat, listen Pat to me. Listen to me. Have shush. Ice. Shush. Listen to me, audience. Okay? <laughs> Pat will die without ice cream. It'll happen. It will. It, he will die without ice cream. 
Enjoy it for him with a great cookie. <laughs> Kexi.com. <laughs> Kexi.com. Please, before time runs out. And this, the hospital bills. You had hospital bills, didn't you? Huge. They're huge, huge hospital huge bills. Huge hospital bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you're not going to answer about insurance because it's bad. I'm just saying. <laughs> whatever it is. Whatever it is, it's <laughs> bad. Kexi is really. I'm pretty sure I have the same insurance you no, do. No, you don't want to say the only, Yeah, the only hope is Kexi.com. Kexi. That's a good point. Thank you. Do they provide insurance? Does Kexi also. <laughs> is it cookies and an insurance at Kexi.com? I, I refuse to answer okay. that because it doesn't even seem like a fair question. No, that's true. Doesn't even seem. So, Pat, as we wheel you back out. Right. Um, mm-hmm. We're glad you're alive. Thank you. That was scary, man. I'm serious. It was. I it was. It literally like was scary. Stop it was that. terrifying. Stop doing that. Yeah. Stop it. I'd like to. I'd like to very much stop doing that. Yeah. I will say the day before all this happened, uh, you know, I look out, we have glass windows in, in front of me and I can see people coming in and out. And at one point, Pat was walking up the stairs and I said to Glenn, that does not look like a healthy individual. I know. <laughs> you look I, like you were you like, bad. It did, and that was the day before. Yeah. Oh, and, I, yeah. And you I came, barely got up the stairs. I got yeah. off the, yeah. I got off the air and walked over <laughs> to you and, and we had a conversation. I'm like, are you okay? Yeah. And uh, no, no, you were in so much pain. Yeah. At the time. Oh, my gosh. How much of that pain was your kidneys going help? Uh, probably all of it. Oh, my God. Probably all of it. It's I mean, so it, dangerous when you have when you live in pain like this all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, pain is you kind of get used to it. Yeah. yeah. And pain is your <laughs> thing that, you know, you go, I should have that checked. Mm-hmm. And it's your when, alert system. It's your alert system. Yeah. And when your alert system is gone. Well, all the, you, it's like, it's like the car alarm that goes off every single morning out exactly in front of your right. house. You yeah. just don't mm-hmm. even check anymore. And that's why Pat could die within the hour and you should, are you out of pain, Pat? No. He's not. No, I am not. So he has no alert system. Right. He could, he could, he probably is dying. Well, right he now. is. He's yes. dying slowly right, right now. now. We don't know. Slowly or right quickly. Now. It could mm-hmm. be could either. Could be either. Kexi. <laughs> Kexi.com. Okay, this is too much even for me now. Get your cookies. <laughs> too much even for me. It's not Thank for Pat. No, not for Jackie. No, that's Selfish true. bastard. <laughs> you want to leave her penniless? No, my I do not. Gosh. No, I I'm just right. trying to help. You're right. Wait, okay. so forgive my ignorance here, but so legitimately you mm-hmm. can't have any of these things ever again? No. Well, I mean, is that like how, or, or, I'm told by a dietician that that. It shouldn't be the way I look at things. And... <laughs> <laughs> That's like Joe Biden suicide, yeah. but you know, Joe Biden uh, says we shouldn't look at <laughs> in inflation as the price of eggs going up. Right. You right. Know, yes. Look at it a different way. Right. They're eggs. You got them. Right. Money grows on trees. There you go. I mean, could I have a half a cup of ice cream every month or something? Probably. Right. Right. Probably. You will. Die. But could I eat one of my cookies? Yeah, probably not. Why? Yeah. Are those, is there maybe sugar? a bite or two? Are there are sugar in Kexi so- cookies? <laughs> <laughs> maybe a tad. A tad. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Maybe a tad. So what? Kexi. The reason why Pat is in so much trouble is they had to buy the entire island of Hawaii for the sugar cane. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Aggressive investment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So, well, so, so this is just like total, is the solution to this like medication? Is it life change? Is it what, well, it's, all of it? Together? Insulin. What do we, it's insulin. I mean, yeah. what mm-hmm. part of diabetes don't I you don't understand? Have it. I'm, I probably will soon. So I'm trying to learn. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs>
All right. All right. Pat, welcome back. We were concerned and and so were a lot of people that just hadn't thought of dialing, you know, for cookies and uh, going online (laughs) and getting Kexi. There's only one way to soothe the pain of 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 a close Mm-hmm. Beloved friend oh my in kidney failure. And of course, that's Kexi.com. You are sick. <laughs> this was a serious situation. You are sick. I apologize for him. Thank you. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Matthew Lohmeyer is on with us. Uh, hello, Matthew. How are you? Glenn, I'm well, thank you. Uh, it's uh, good to talk to you. Now, I, I should say thank you, first of all, for your courage. Um, you had a, a nice position uh, as a lieutenant yeah. colonel at, at Space Force, and you came out and started talking about the dangers of CRT and what was being done by the Pentagon, and they didn't like that very much. Yeah, well, thanks for uh, first bringing up this. Um, I did have a good position, so to speak, and I was in command of our nation's space-based missile warning enterprise, uh, which implies senior military leaders at some point did, in fact, um, trust me to be a good leader and um, to make proper strategic assessments and whatnot. Uh, But the fact is, I didn't just write an expose or a book that I then made public without first bringing up some of my concerns with senior military leaders themselves. The entire chain of command of the Space Force uh, had um, been aware of what should properly be characterized as overt left-wing political uh, talking points, anti-American sentiment in the military workplace. And I was bringing that to their attention, which included... Uh, Marxist-rooted critical race theory in the form of what we call diversity and inclusion trainings. Uh, But they agreed with me that it was a big problem. But the fact is, uh, who are you going to hold accountable for it? Uh, Are we in the proper climate that we've created for ourselves to hold some of these activists accountable? And apparently the answer was no, we weren't in a position to try and hold them accountable. We were afraid. And so that led to a formal written inspector general's complaint, uh, which was dismissed uh, right right during the election season, in fact. Uh, and so I wrote a book about it. I was in a unique position in uniform to see what was happening within uh, the ranks of the military and how divisive that ideology can be. Uh, I've often said what Marxism does to someone in China, it will do to an American uh, and CRT, as we're uh, increasingly aware, destroys everything it touches. So it was important to talk up about that. But we've got, as you've mentioned, bigger concerns on the horizon and happening in the country at the moment. Well, I, before we leave this subject, I, uh, today I found out that the uh, recruiting uh, for the military is down 25% off goal. And I yeah. saw what the military said. They said, that's because... The youth, you know, they just uh, they 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 don't see the military as relevant. Really? How come all of a sudden after Afghanistan and after the CRT nonsense, your recruiting went down through the tubes Uh, that didn't play a role? Well, yeah. You know, one of the things um, it's easy to tell at a glance at any given moment how our recruiting efforts are doing. But what it's not easy uh, to, to assess real time at a glance is how our retention efforts are doing. And that's often left out of the headlines. But 
you know, I talk to service members all the time. They reach out both thanking me for my book and also seeking for help, quite frankly, on how to navigate the current politicized uh, workplace in, in the uniformed services. But they are telling me, and this is anecdotal, I get it, but it's, it's real world on the ground intel that they and a bunch of people that are currently in uniform their, their active duty service commitments aren't up yet, but when they are up, they're going to be getting out of the service. And so not only do we face recruitment issues, we're going to have a really difficult time this year and in the, in the next year uh, retaining uh, folks who have served for a very long time. It's a really tough position to be in. And it's not just COVID's fault. And it's not, uh, you know, pick, pick the issues that senior defense officials want to point a finger at and shame and blame. It's the very policies that are being pushed uh, down the pipe right now and foisted upon our service members that's hurting morale and uh, disincentivizing them for continued service. Uh, we're talking to former Space Force Lieutenant Colonel uh, Matthew Lohmeyer. Um, you can find him at MatthewLohmeyer.com or follow him on Twitter at Matthew Lohmeyer. Um, I want to switch now to the uh, balloons that we've had uh I mean, you as you know, you were in, in in charge of our space missile defense. Um, do you think we're shooting aliens out of the sky in balloons? <laughs> um, you know, I'm open to a lot of ideas, but um, <laughs> I'll tell you the entirety. Uh, the, the timing of all of this is really interesting as well. One of the things that's become quite clear. Uh, over the um, last 10 days is that senior military leaders, Jim Mattis included apparently, and White House officials have known about Chinese spy balloons for years, violating yeah. the sovereignty of countries around the globe and potentially mm -hmm. including our own, and apparently not informing the sitting commander-in-chief at the time, why we've decided to start shooting them out of the sky over North America now is in fact curious. The timing is uh, curious, and perhaps the timing matters. It almost always does, and perhaps it's really convenient. This sounds like conspiracy theory, but in fact, it's not. In fact, we've been trained for the past couple of years to ask important questions. Perhaps it's really convenient to have those shootdowns in the headlines right now instead of any number of other things that have been in the headlines. I mean, there's been a classified document scandal at Joe Biden's uh, residence. There are more revelations about Hunter Biden's corruption with his dad while he was the vice president and in dealings with Middle Eastern countries and in China than at any other time that we've known of before now. And we've got information that's coming to light about Jim Biden's dealings with Assad. Right. We've got a well-stitched reporting uh, that came from Seymour uh, Hirsch. Hirsch. Do you on, believe on that? Administration's, well, I think it's entirely plausible. And that's, that, and that's important. I mean, the guy's done phenomenal reporting for decades and some of the details that he shares in an interview that I just watched yesterday are entirely plausible. Right. Uh, and, and in fact, you know, you take a look back earlier last year and Joe Biden, because he can't help himself right. is making statements about the Nord Stream two pipeline ceasing to exist. If Russia, um, in, in fact, invades Ukraine, they do. And then the Nord Stream two pipeline ceases to exist, at least temporarily. And then of course there was the imminent release of, uh, the Jeffrey Epstein visitor logs and lists. And so all of that is swirling about in headlines, and then the shootdowns come. Now, I think that the first uh, balloon that we shot down was, in fact, uh, a spy balloon from China. They essentially admitted as much. What do they uh, get gathered. that they couldn't get on a satellite? Well, altitude matters. So the, every country uh, who has a spacefaring capability 
is engaged in spying on our adversaries. Uh, but you do that outside of the sovereign airspace of nations and right. in space. And we do that from low Earth orbit with with uh, optical capabilities, and we do it from higher up as well. But the closer you are to the Earth, uh, the fact of the matter is, the better images you're able to take. But what's most concerning is not just more images. I'm guessing there's uh, enough, I shouldn't say I'm guessing, there are enough images the world over. Um, It's like, what good does one more image do? Um, The fact is, depending on what capabilities were aboard that first balloon that we shot down, I think it was on the 4th of February, um, th- there's any number of other uh, signals, uh, transmissions, uh, code that could have been either interfered with, tampered with, or received or retrieved by the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, and so is this a first-time event? Uh, likely not, apparently. Uh, but it's totally bogus that uh, we were told as the American people that the concern was for the American people on the ground, and that's why we weren't shooting it. Uh, out of the sky, and we're letting it traverse the entirety of the country. I mean, any American citizen who's been up in a commercial airliner uh, can can take a look around and tell you that most places over the continental United States don't have people living there. I mean, it's just desolate. And the moment that thing left overhead any major U.S. city, it should have been brought down, and it didn't need to be obliterated. I mean, we could have just brought it to right. its knees and brought it down and kept it intact. And, and tried to be transparent with the American people about what it is that we think we saw. And yet we didn't do any of that. We shoot it down over water, send it to FBI headquarters of all things, and then uh, complain that we can't quite recover all of the capabilities that were aboard the balloon. I mean, and here's something that's important as a principle for, for your listener to keep in mind. In relative peacetime, it's difficult enough, as we've seen, to stitch together an accurate view of the things that are taking place in global politics. But when you're talking relative wartime, increased and heightened conflict, it's going to be nearly impossible because deception is an important part of grand strategy. I unfortunately think we're getting deception from our own government to our own people. Um, And, you know, one of those things is that China is the new model, which I believe they believe. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But, but that you know they're they're that they're not hostile to us. There is plenty of evidence that they are fighting a war that we refuse to involve ourselves or even recognize, and we're going to pay a high right. price for this. Do you think that's well, right I mean, or wrong? I think it is right. In fact, um, you almost okay. If I was Xi Jinping. Uh, I would try to avoid a shooting match with the United States at all costs. In fact, I didn't see the show that you uh, had mentioned that you'd done last last night, mm-hmm. but uh, you reference a 1999 manual. I presume you're talking about the work called Unrestricted Warfare. So yes, we translated exactly right. it into English by these two Chinese colonels. Yep. Uh, nothing in that book, the overarching premise of the strategy to defeat the West and the United States in particular, is that nothing is off the table as far as how you pursue the destruction of the United States. It doesn't have to be direct, kinetic, conventional warfare and tactics. Uh, And so, again, the American people have to ask themselves the question, must military force be used to destroy a country? And the answer is, of course not. And the Chinese are aware of that. And and so, uh, to your point, Xi Jinping, 
more than frankly many American people are willing to acknowledge at this point, is well aware of the fact that we're in a kind of cold civil war here at home ourselves. Yeah. Uh, and so that combination in, in combination with the fact that we are indeed in a new cold, cold war with, with China and the Chinese Communist Party and Xi Jinping is a terrible combination. And if I was him, I'd sit and watch uh, our own disintegration from within our own borders. I'd watch bad policy decisions being made by people like the, uh, Joe Biden and the Biden administration. And I'd cheer that on and I'd influence it in every possible way that did not involve direct kinetic operations yep. so that I could emerge uh, the great super, the benevolent superpower who didn't need to, to shed a, a drop of blood to rise to, to preeminence in the world stage. Not only does that allow him to keep uh, some semblance of a reputation intact, uh, it allows him to make claims about the superiority of their worldview and ideology, the communist, the Marxist, the Maoist worldview. And it was superior to the capitalist worldview. And look, they crumbled under the weight of their own foolishness while we emerged the, the, the global hegemon, not just a regional hegemon, but the global hegemon. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. I'm going to give you some shocking news. There is a college in Kentucky that has a weekly chapel service. I know, right? I know, that's weird enough, but it goes further than that. On February 8th, there was a morning service, and there was an altar call. Just come on down if you want to get prayed on. And there was just a couple dozen students there that they were gathering. It's been going on now since February 8th. 24 hours a day and people are coming from all over the country. It's miraculous. Allison Perfader is with us now. She is with uh, the she's actually the student body president at Ashbury University. Hello, uh, uh, Allison. How are you? Oh, good morning. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Thank you for having me on. I think this is I mean, this uh, almost brings tears to my eyes. This is such a miraculous thing that's going on. Tell yeah, us about yeah. it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like you said, it's miraculous. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard of Wilmore, Kentucky, but we have one street <laughs> and we call it downtown. <laughs> and so when the whole world is watching us, you have to wonder what is God doing here? Because there's nothing about here that people want to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so this started on February 8th. It wasn't planned, right? It just... Correct just started and then how how did other people i mean that's a small town how 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 did it go on for even just the first 24 hours what was happening yeah um it's like you said uh february 8th we had our our regular chapel and then uh a couple students didn't leave and then a couple students heard that a couple students didn't leave and then um president brown came over and i came over to see what was happening and 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 I I I can just say that Holy Spirit was was so present there you could almost see it and we were just going wow what is going on and then our surrounding communities heard about it and obviously social media played a huge role in in spreading the word and we've had friends now from Brazil and Indonesia and I mean everybody everybody wants in on it. <laughs> I had to tell you I want to take my family. Um, this is this is. Um, this is something that I, I really respect, um, the fact that you didn't push this out on social media. You, 
you are you're not hyping this. You're kind of a reluctant group to make a big deal out of this because you say it's a it's really a sacred thing that just is happening organically and you don't want it to be a circus. Right. right? Yeah, and especially because I think something that Asbury and a lot of universities and honestly just my generation struggles with is is pride. And what we've seen here is just such a radical humility that students are standing up and, and confessing things that have been done to them or that they've done. And, and they're opening their hearts up to not only the presence of God, but to each other. And that is a very intimate thing. And so there are some mixed feelings about it, it becoming global. And it's obviously amazing and it's great, but but there is that that core of honesty that that we're still holding on to. Well, I bet you that there were a lot of people at the Sermon on the Mount that thought, I, I don't, this shouldn't go global. In fact, I know it shouldn't go to the Gentiles. Um, and uh, I just, I just think this is remarkable. So there's no speakers or anything going on, right? It's just people right. gathering to pray. Yeah, it's um, there's, there's been a couple people just kind of facilitating it, you know, keeping everyone safe and also guiding the conversation, making sure that we're setting up healthy, healthy boundaries for what we're talking about um, with big groups of people. But no, beyond that, I mean, it, like, it's unfathomable. Imagine students just bringing mattresses into an old wooden auditorium and spending the night there. It's crazy. And it's, it's truly, it's supernatural. This, I mean, think of the opposite of Occupy Wall Street. Remember how horrible that the, the conditions became and everything else. And look what's happening here. Um, do you, when you say the thing we want a safe space for the things we're talking about, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's just an intimacy um, when a body of believers is together because, you know, your self-consciousness kind of falls off and your pride kind of falls off and, and that should be protected. Um, and, and just, just well, I mean, we've had women here who, who have gotten help leaving an abusive relationship, for example. And that's something that, you know, isn't to be displayed or promoted. Right. Yeah. Um, that's just genuine life is hard and God is good kind of a, kind of a situation. And, um, yeah, yeah. So do you think that, I mean, I know you're still in it, so it's hard to process, but do you think this is, this is, uh, a thing where the spirit is pouring out for a renewal of faith, calling out for a renewal of faith is it a thing because there's so much darkness in the world? What, what do you, or is it just a personal thing and everyone approaches it differently? I think it's all of those things. And I think, you know, I remember um, my freshman year was when COVID hit and our community was totally divided. Um, and I remember we would just say like, oh, how could this get any worse? And now there are thousands of people here and we're just all um, together and we're, it's just the opposite. And so now we're saying like, Oh, how could this get any better? And I think all this, those things you said are true. I think um, that we're hungry and desperate for community and I, and for God. Um, and I think that that is different for everyone. I mean, there's people coming for physical healing, for uh, freedom from anxiety and depression. And um, the Holy spirit is, for everyone. 
Um, and he's very busy. I'll, I'll say that. He's very busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially now. Especially now. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much. And, uh, and please thank the people in your town for creating the atmosphere where the spirit could dwell. Um, mm-hmm. And especially your university. Um, right. I, I've not heard of your university before, but I am going to look into your university <laughs> now. I, I just, it takes, um, it takes a very different place for this to happen in today's world. Yeah. On the one hand it does. And then on the other hand, it just takes someone who, who asks God for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, thank you for saying that. And I will pass that along, especially to, to president Brown. And, um, I just appreciate the chance to talk about it. Thanks, Allison. Appreciate it. That is, uh, from the university called Asbury university. She's the student body president, Allison Perfader about, Something remarkable that is happening in Kentucky today. To me, this story gives me more hope than any anti-ESG story or anything else that I am passionate about. This story is truly, to me, the biggest story of the week and may end up being one of the biggest stories of this time period. This is a really good thing. Pray for them and uh, just join them in prayer. Gather even if you're not anywhere around there. Uh, Join them in prayer. You can find out more at asbury.edu.